let's take a few testimonies today before we just get a little devotion from the Word at the end. Testimonies. What has Jesus been doing in your life lately? The first one's always the hardest one, isn't it? Someone coming up the front and giving a testimony. Ollie, what what has the Lord been doing in your life lately? Stand up, Ollie. You just stand up and I'll talk for you then. Okay? Ollie gave his life to Jesus during the week. That's what Jesus has been doing doing in Ollie's life lately. (laughs) So good, amen? Yeah? Anyone else? Oh, May's got one. Come on, May. She's back. Hands up who likes hearing testimonies. Yeah, we should be encouraged by each other's testimony. Amen. I actually have two. Um, so uh, about a week, week, two weeks ago, uh, my, my daughter, um, my grandson is, um, has got um, some um, behavioural issues and, um, and, and actually seeing a, a psychiatrist. And so there's some issues going on and it's quite demanding and um, very um, wearing for the parents as well as um, for the sibling as well and so and of course as grandparents we are really it really troubles us to see and it's very hard actually staying at their place because it wears you down it just um, eats away at you as well and um, so anyway I was anyway this particular day was really bad for my daughter um, and um, to the point that he was wanting to kill his sister. He's only nine, he, she's six, he wanted to kill her and, um, and it was just awful, just absolutely awful. My daughter rang me and in tears um, and her husband's in tears. They're just beside themselves what to do, how to deal with this, um, with this child. And um, so I got into prayer again um, but this time I just said, God, I need a strategy, you know. I, I just don't want to pray like this pray every prayer that I can think of. I want a strategy. I need a strategy that I know um, is going to be effective for this child. And um, anyway, I was praying in tongues that evening. Nothing came specifically, praying in tongues. Um, But I knew there was more. And um, 4.30 in the morning, I got woken up and I knew God had something for me. And I jumped out of bed and um, I sat with him and he gave me a strategy and the first one was a scripture he was um, to speak to the mountain and then this and I was to speak his prophetic word as well so not only and so and then God gave me the things that I was to pray for and to speak into his life Um, I prayed for an hour and a half this prayer as well as the um, praying in tongues and um, in a decent hour in the morning (laughs) I texted my daughter and said just let me know if there's any change she immediately texted me and she said he's he's talking to us he's calm he's peaceful he's a different boy I said thank you Lord and I've been checking on him again this morning again I said how is he two weeks later she said he's still peaceful and calm and so I just thank you, Lord. We just need, we need strategies, you know. It's good to pray, but we need strategies so we know that we are hitting, the, um, hitting it right, right on the head. The other thing is this morning, um, 
I was with the Lord and um, um, woke, woke me very early this morning and, and I was just sitting with the Lord and he took me back um, to a time. I thought I had already dealt with this, um, how we see God. And years ago, I was seeing God like my earthly father. My earthly father loved me very much, but he worked long hours, did overtime, and, um, and then he w- built our home room by room. And um, I realised God showed me that I had been putting the same thing onto him, Father God. I was actually even saying, Lord, if you have time for me, I know you're, 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 you're taking care of so many people. There are pe- people in prison. There are people that need you so much more than me. But if you have time, can you hear my prayer? Anyway, this morning, God showed me a situation back in childhood and... Um, um, it was a time when um, I came home from school. I would have been about eight or nine. And I came home from school and there was a truck there picking up our furniture. We were being kicked out of a home that my dad had built. My dad, who was a foreigner, had um, got involved with a loan shark. And he um, conned us out of our home. So the five of us, my, my two um, older teenage brothers and myself and my parents ended up in a little two-bedroom unit. I ended up sleeping in the lounge, which was the kitchen also. And um, God took me back to that moment and I didn't realise it. So one of the things that I found, I can pray for other people. I can totally believe for healing for you. But I couldn't believe that for myself. I didn't feel that God... um, that I could trust God as a father to provide for me. I didn't feel that that I could trust him. And he just showed me another level, that there was something else that I needed to let go of and ask for forgiveness for putting that on him and forgive my dad and also to just to let go of that. And ask for healing for that area. Big button. I need ministry. <laughs> Sorry, I misunderstood what Tim said. <laughs> um, I speak English. <laughs> Anyway, um, is there anyone that needs healing in that area that actually feels that they're seeing God as their earthly father and the way you're earthly, no matter how much he loved you? I know my dad loved me. He loved me very, very much. In fact, the day he died, I was talking to him and he sang me a lullaby that he used to sing when I was a child. I knew he loved me. He just made some mistakes that affected me. And, my, and how I saw my earthly father. So if you're feeling like that, if you do feel that you're in that situation, that you're seeing heavenly father in your, with your, like your earthly dad, please come and get some ministry. Come and, come and seek healing because God wants you to get to know him as he truly is. He's an awesome papa. He cares about you so much. He loves you so deeply. 
He loves you so much. He's nothing like our earthly fathers. Or, you know, we're not perfect. And our dads were not perfect or not perfect. But our papa is and he loves you deeply. So please come and get ministry. Come and get healing. Come and get set free. And you get, get to go deeper with Papa God and his love. Amen. Another testimony? What's Jesus been doing? Good start. Someone born again. Prayer strategies, seeing breakthrough. Amen. Revelation, deeper revelation of the Father's heart. Hayley. Our son Damon in 2016 almost died. He had a condition called Guillain-Barre syndrome. And at the hospital was prayer. And he prayed into his life. Damon doesn't particularly walk with God. He is baptised. Um, what God's showing me is he listens to my prayers. Last Sunday we met the person that he is a um, disability worker for. I had prayed that Damon would receive a Christian client. This man is definitely a Christian client. We met him at church. Um, Damon wasn't there, so he's not aware what conversation took place. <laughs> but let me assure you that this young man who Damon cares for told Damon he wants to run with him in heaven. He's in a wheelchair now, this guy. And his plans are to walk Damon into heaven. So don't give up praying for your, for your sons and daughters that are not walking with Jesus, amen? Don't give up. Keep praying. God is faithful. He's going to do it. Amen? Next one. What's Jesus been doing in your life lately? Petronella. this scripture very well this scripture very well first time when I read this scripture when Jesus said um, uh, I know scripture said uh, he's sitting Jesus sitting right hand father and pray for us and I have revelation uh, Jesus not only love us he pray for us he I, I cry and cry and cry this morning I not cry only just all the time thinking about this scripture how beautiful he love us and he pray for us. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> Petronella's had some great dreams lately. Have a chat with her about the dreams that she's been having, about an outpouring of the Spirit of God. When Petronella dreams, it's like, come on. And in fact, Phil, we had uh, Australia's Day of National Prayer and Fasting yesterday. There's a few of us joined in there. Some popped in for 10 minutes. Others st stayed there for the whole time with me. Thank you very much for those two people that did. Um, Phil came in and he prayed a prayer that he, um, he just saw something in the spirit about a whirlwind and it reminded me of a dream that Brooke had about three years ago about a whirlwind, you know, and basically the encouragement is, you know, don't give up. Just because something hasn't happened yet, often we lose hope in something, don't we? We lose hope. We think, ah, oh, that's it. I'm just going to give up on that. But the encouragement of God, you know, when God 
uh, speaks through someone else who has no idea about something is the encouragement to keep believing and, and keep standing. Amen? Annie, were you getting up to say something? Oh, I thought you were getting up through there. I just want to say it's a short um, testimony. Um, for the last two years or so, I felt so terribly tired. So tired that I thought my life was running out, you know. Um, I'd get up in the morning, wash up, do whatever, and by 10 o'clock, I was ready for bed again. And we go to bed at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> so... I said to my doctor about it and he didn't sort of know what to say, I don't think. But anyway, my testimony is in the last two or three weeks, um, I had a couple of people from this, well, from this church <laughs> especially and someone else, or well, Sharon has opened um, a healing and prayer centre in Jin Jin and um, they started talking about a mural on a wall. <laughs> and years ago I was an artist, I was quite, quite a good artist, but then my eyes weren't so good. So anyway, I hadn't picked up a paintbrush in about 15 years. So somehow, I don't know how I got talked into it actually. <laughs> But I find myself getting up every morning early and getting in the car and I'm down there by nine o'clock before even Sharon's there and I'm painting this mural there. And it's like God has given me new life. Uh, literally, the energy is just there, it's back. Praise God. <laughs> What's the lesson in that? The lesson is that everyone has a purpose. And as you're walking in your purpose, God provides supernatural grace for you to be able to do that. Amen? Yeah? So often we just wait rather than, you know, what everyone that's here today has got purpose. You know, and as you step into that purpose, you get strengthened, you get encouraged, and it just starts to flow. Amen? Everyone's got purpose. doesn't matter whether you're seven years old or 70 years old or even 77 years old. Or even 87 years old. Or, yeah, you get the picture. Good morning, everyone. I'm uh, Phil Grigg. I've been visiting you since about October, I think it was, last year. And uh, basically, I'm just a little bit lost. I spend most of my time in Uganda, and uh, I left there 50 weeks ago and I left my wife there because I thought I was only going to be away for three months and uh, looking at flights, etc. It might be October or something, which I don't really want to think about. But um, just wanted to share with you, <coughs> yeah, those who went to the prayer meeting yesterday, that was a fantastic day. I don't know about anyone else, but as Tim's mentioned, uh, God was speaking and showing us things and, and revealing his word. And uh, I think there's one thing I just want to share with you, which has already been mentioned a few times this morning. 
Um, I think Tim and someone else has mentioned uh, James 4 where we draw closer to God and then he draws closer to us. But there's always been a few things in the Bible that have uh, worried me and uh, the key message I think is for us to know God better. You can know about God, it's great to do these studies but we've got to draw closer to Christ. We've got to know him intimately. And, and you know, um, reading from Matthew 7, if I can find it, from verse 21, Jesus is saying, and I think this is referring to the day of judgment, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only who... who he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now, yeah, wow. So we've just got to be careful. Um, Sometimes God warns us about uh, idols and strangely enough sometimes ministry can become idols. So you might have a healing ministry, you might have whatever it is and before long you start putting more emphasis and value on that than you do on God. So it's strange sometimes what can be, what can take the place of God and the warnings there. We don't want anything, we can be doing good things, that's fantastic. But are they God's things? Are they, as Tim's saying, everyone's got a purpose. So we've got to, we've got to find that purpose. But not only that, we've got to find the God that's given us that purpose. And we've got to draw closer to him every day. So um, I've, I've been uh, working with uh, Darren and Annabelle Kinsella out uh, north um, doing beekeeping. And during that time, I've been, I often come to Bundaberg and uh, wander around and, and have a look down the streets. Of course, I do my laundry down in the streets there. Anyhow, um, you seem to have a number of homeless people here on the streets. And, you know, I'd be walking past. Um, I do a lot of ministry in, in Uganda. We're helping people in all sorts of areas. But sometimes, you know... You're supposed to be the good Samaritan, but you just don't really feel like it, if you know. So, so the last few weeks, I've been passing these few people. Anyhow, um, yesterday, God just brought quite a few people to me, and uh, I was speaking with them and sharing with them. I didn't share a lot about, about the gospel. I thought maybe that will be next time. But there's a big ministry for all of us out there, you know, and it you might the problem is we're in a hurry we're going from a to b but god wants you to know that you've got to enjoy the journey along the way so even if you've got to be there very soon it's surprising how god can make time for that little thing that you're going to meet someone along the way just to encourage them perhaps you know or maybe just ask them you know why are you sitting in the street you know um so Sometimes we see these things as a, a big job, but maybe our job isn't to do, you know, change their lives and find them a home and do all these things. It's just the little things. And if we all do those little things, um, 
the ministry will uh, increase here and there in Bundaberg and uh, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God will grow. Thank you. Amen. Let's keep looking at Jesus. Yeah. Anyone else? Brooke? Okay. Uh, so just a bit of background. When I was probably about 16, um, my brother was and his wife were having a baby, um, our nephew. You've probably heard about him, but... Um, I decided back then to do some prayer and fasting to help um, bring healing for this baby. But So I was at school all day just fasting and praying for him and I get the message when I get home that it was too late, he had already passed away um, he, in my sister-in-law's tummy. So um, I from that moment just connected the two of prayer and fasting and that pain of hearing that news and for a number of years I just couldn't I couldn't prayer and fast just couldn't do it because of that pain and um, oh, it was probably 10 years before I actually broke that cycle of just going you know what I'm going to do it even though it hurts and um, I cried and cried that first day that I ever started prayer and fasting. And, but even from then on, it's still the same. Just when Tim said about the prayer and fasting on Saturday, I was like, oh. And it's just like, you know, like I know God has um, done some healing and I know that... Um, prayer and fasting works but there's still just that little bit of pain in the back of your mind and heart that is like this doesn't work don't bother but um, we went to the hub on Saturday anyway and um, took in some products and um, Matt says to me so Brooke do you want to go down the back and do some prayer and fasting and straight away in the back of my head I'm like oh I don't know, like I was just in this battle of it doesn't work, yes it does, no it doesn't, yes it does. But I was like, nah, whatever, let's just go in. <laughs> so I went in and uh, we we're only going to stay for an hour and end up staying three. <laughs> but um, yeah, after two hours, Matt's like, so do you want to go or do you want to stay? And I was like, uh I kind of want to go, but then I looked at the um, the topic because Tim had all the topics for every hour, and I was like, "No, God's doing something, and I feel like I need to stay for this last hour." So he's like, "No, whatever, let's stay then." And um, I just knew that God had some sort of prayer brewing, and He did indeed. <laughs> um, so I didn't. I've also haven't prayed out loud in a while either. And I was like, mm, I don't know about this. But I was like, well, God, you just take over because it's all about you anyway. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Tam opened the door for me in the, to in the topic and uh, I just followed her. And this prayer came out and it was definitely Holy Spirit-led. And 
it just, it was just amazing because I haven't done prayer and fasting in such a long time. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it was awesome to see God move and just let me know that prayer works and and fasting works as well. And that, yeah, just not to let the devil stop us. So, yeah, thank you. That's fantastic, Brooke. We are proud of you. Yeah. Yeah, we're proud of Brooke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, I'm not sure if this fits into the criteria of testimony. It may in part. But um, at the, early in January, I was reading through Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Uh, and unto us a, a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And that's where God got my attention. The government shall be upon his shoulder. And I started meditating about that. And I thought, hang on. We are the body of Christ. The government is meant to be resting on our shoulders. And then my thoughts went to it, when Jesus does return and he's going to be He's going to be ruling in Jerusalem for 1,000 years. And I've never, ever thought this before, but I thought, hey, he's not going to be a lone ranger doing that. Guess who's going to be doing that? <laughs> he's going to have delegates, isn't he? He's going to say, you, 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 go here, do this, do that, whatever. And we're in training now. This is part of our training. We are the body of Christ. Christ in us us in Christ. We are his body carrying his life and his word wherever we go. And I just want to encourage you, I've just been meditating on this since that time, so a couple of months now, and wherever we are, whatever part of society we are in at any moment of time, wherever you work, wherever you dwell, wherever you roam, wherever you are, whatever level of society you are in, does not have to be in the government, <laughs> but it can be in any realm at all. We're the ones that God has called to call the shots. We are not to be ruled. That's not what the Lord wants. He wants us to call the shots. Don't get me wrong in saying that, he wants us to rule in peace and in his righteousness and in his justice and in his truth. And he wants us to get our head around it. He wants us to get the revelation that we are the head and we are not the tail. And the scripture even says, we are lenders we are not borrowers, and that's been a huge, huge challenge for me. Um, but we are. We are the lenders. We're the ones who have what needs to be given to everyone we meet. We have that through Christ, not of ourselves, not of ourselves, but in and through Jesus Christ. We have whatever the person needs. And if we don't think we have, we ask the Holy Spirit. About a month ago, it was a month ago, 28th of January, 
uh, my husband and I, whom I hope you'll meet one day, um, he, we had our little 12th grandchild born on the 28th of January. Um, our daughter has married a Torres Strait Islander and so they called the little boy Nicey, which is a Torres Strait Islander name. But you know what? He was born at 12 minutes past 12 midday and he's our 12th grandchild. And 12 in scripture, some of you may know that 12 represents perfection, it represents authority and it represents government. It speaks about government. So if you're a person like me seeing 144 at the moment <laughs> where you come and go and 12s, God's talking to me a lot in 12s, he is emphasising the importance of government. We need to rise up as his body and we need to be his voice in our community wherever we are. Thank you. Thanks, Beth. Hey, just uh, apologise to Arnie. Um, we just, just popped into my thought then that Arnie needs some people to help with a yard. Many hands make light work. I don't think it's very rigorous. I don't think it's more pulling out stuff and cutting stuff back. If, if you can help with uh, that, can you see Arnie? That would be awesome. Hey, I just want to um, pick up on that fact. Just, I had just like a four or five minute devotion to, to tie this up at the end and Beth has just led straight into that. But let's think about that verse for a minute. You know that verse of scripture that says wherever two, two or three are gathered there, you are in the midst of them. Yeah, or there I am in the midst of them. And people use that as a like, oh, you know, we can meet there, we can do this, and there I am in the midst of them. But in context of that, it's actually dealing with an issue. There's actually an issue that needs to be dealt with. And what Jesus is actually saying, where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst of them, and you can deal with that issue. You have the authority, because I am there amongst you in two or three, to, to deal with that issue. It's not about his presence in a sense like, Oh, we thank you, Lord, today we gathered here in prayer and you were with us because your word says wherever it's here, through gather. No, 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 no. It's actually there's an issue that needs to be dealt with and I'm giving you the authority to actually deal with that issue because I am there in the midst of you. There's a big difference. And we have to understand that as believers and as the church, amen, that we are actually called to be the head and not the tail, that we're actually called to bring change, there's been too much of the world that has brought change into the church when the church was born to bring change into the world. Amen. Jesus said it, was, it, is, it is better for you that I go away, but I will not leave you as orphans, but I will send my spirit, the spirit of sonship, and he will cry out in you, Abba, Father. And all creation is longing for the sons of God to be revealed. That is, there is an understanding of who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us. I, re I was reminded um, on Facebook, you know how Facebook memories pop up? And there was, um, back in 2015, back in 2015, there was, um, there was a threat of a cyclone that was coming from the north. And the, and, the, and the Weather Bureau said that it was going to come in and it was going to hover over Bundaberg like it did in 2013. Well, I didn't... Two days before, God had me praying on the bank of the river. Every Wednesday morning, I used to go around different places in Bundaberg and pray. And on this day, on the Wednesday, 
Can we make sure that ball's taken away? Whose ever ball that is so it doesn't break a window? The, the thing is this, um, that I was on the bank of the river praying, okay, and the Lord showed me this picture of these angels coming in, these big angels hovering in the sky. It was like, he's, like, you know, do we actually understand this, this stuff happening above us now? Do we actually understand this thing's happening around us now? We just don't necessarily see with our eyes, but there's actually truth that there's things that are happening. And so he opened up my vision to see these angels coming in and they were just hovering over Bundaberg. And I thought, wow, what does that mean, God? And when I saw the weather forecast, I went, ah, that's what it means. Destruction is not coming to Bundaberg. And I remember going to my boss at the PCYC and he was saying, because the PCYC had moved to the, to the old Salvation Army building, and the, our boss was saying, everything's got to be lifted up to the top floor. And I'm sitting there going, my, my boss, it's not coming here. What do you mean it's not coming here? I said, because God said it's not coming here. And I've got a picture on my phone still from 2015 when it came in Yapoon. It was bucketing there. Unfortunately, it didn't cause lots of damage there. But all around us was this band. There was flooding to the north and was flooding to the south, but we only got 60 mil of rain in Bundaberg. And I was spurred on that day because a friend shared a photo of a group of Christians praying in Cambodia. And there was this twister that was coming for them. It was literally there and it was coming towards them. And guess, and guess, guess what they did? And they started to praise God and they started to worship. And this is the twister came closer to their building that they were gathered in. It just diminished and it diminished and it diminished and it disappeared. My simple thought was this, that Christ is in you and we are in Christ. Amen. Ephesians says this. Paul writes down to the church in Ephesus, and man, these are going to blow everywhere. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens, in Christ. In Christ. He predestined us to be adopted as sons. Amen. And it says in verse 7, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Where? Where is this redemption? Where is this forgiveness? It is in Christ. In him we have also received an inheritance because we were predestined according to the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will. In him you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation. In Him, in Him, in Him, in Him. We are in Christ. No weapon that's formed against us can prosper. We are living from a place of victory. We are not fighting for victory. And God is speaking to the church over and over and over again at this time. Understand who I am and what I have accomplished and learn to live out of the resources that I have given to you. It says in Peter that he has given us everything we need for life and godliness. You don't have to work that out. It is an understanding of that revelation and going, you know what, I can actually live this out in this circumstance right now. When fear or stress or worry, as we were ministering it before, when fear or stress or worry is lurking at the door, hang on a minute, that's not of heaven, that's not of God. And I begin to walk in peace, I begin to walk in faith, I begin to walk in trust, I begin to walk in these things 
And those things that seemed large all of a sudden become small. Just like that twister was large and as it came nearer it got small. So often things look large to us. But as we start to put Jesus before us, those very same things that once looked large will start to look smaller. Amen? It is Jesus. And there is a movement of the Spirit of God across the face of the earth where, where the church is coming back to the heart of worship and it's about Jesus. The songs are about Jesus. The worship about, is about Jesus. The preaching is about Jesus. It's Jesus, 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 Jesus. And He is the name above all names. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And it is important that we speak the name of Jesus. Music team, you want to come forward? It's important we speak the name of Jesus because you know what? You can use the name God. But in society, there are many gods. You know the one name that causes offence to people? Jesus. Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Man, we should have had that song today, shouldn't we? I just want to speak the name of Jesus. So I want to encourage you today. And I hope through the different testimonies that have been shared that you're encouraged in some form, that you've grabbed hold of something that, that God has been doing in, in someone else's life and that has encouraged you today. Because where there is discouragement, He wants to bring hope. Because He is the God of hope and hope is an anchor for your soul. Amen, that Brooke said. We are in Him and He is in us. And there's coming a move of God as we start to understand that we are in Christ and Christ is in us, the move is Christ through you. The move is Christ through you. Amen. God is so good. Don't forget tonight, 5 p.m., we're just going to be here just really stripped back. We're so simple as we just want to worship Jesus. Amen. Bring a friend, bring someone who doesn't know Jesus. Good time to be saved. Good time to know Jesus. We've got a great morning tea. Thank you to every person that's brought extra morning tea this morning. We've got a great morning tea. Stay around, pray for one another, encourage one another. If you need prayer, the front is always open. Amen. There are people amongst us that need prayer. Joy's uh, not here today because she had a fall. She needs prayer. Please uplift Joy. Other people are not here because of illness. Uplift one another. Pray for one another. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Amen. But let's just meditate on the goodness of God. Let's stand and sing. David said, I would have lost heart except <laughs> he knew that he would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Yeah. I love you, 